An entitled Karen harasses a lady with crutches, all because she wants her seat on the train. But Karma had other plans, as she got exactly what she deserved. Here's what happened. So I've been living in Finland for a while now, and I had really come to think of Karens as being an American phenomenon. They are never something I really thought to see out in the wild in Finland of all places. People from Finland in general tend to keep to themselves and not bother anyone with things like invading their personal space or even having small talk with strangers. Today, much to my dismay, I had my image shattered and I can now attest to the fact that Karens exist all over the world. One great thing about where I live is that the public transportation system is absolutely brilliant. I can take a train from where I live to most places in the city without any real problems or any long waits. I rarely have to wait more than 10 minutes just to catch a train to get where I need to be. This is especially good since I was recently injured. In short, when I was going down the stairs, my feet forgot how to be feet, and so I took a little bit of a tumble. And to make a long story short, I ended up breaking my ankle, and I'm in crutches until it gets better. Today, I needed to head into the city center. It should have been a very quick and easy trip, with minimal walking overall. So relatively, it was going to be a painless experience considering my condition. With my crutches, I hobbled my way across the street and got onto the train. Now to paint a little picture, the way the trains are set up is like that of most subways. You don't have to go in through the front door, and you can enter the train from one of the set of doors along the sides of it. On the side in front of each of those doors is an open space where the seats fold up to allow room for wheelchairs, walkers, strollers, and anything similar to it. Now, there is a little nook behind the doors I enter through with two fold-down seats. I choose to sit there because those are some of the last seats taken on the train and people with strollers and wheelchairs have to maneuver a little extra to get in there, making them generally less desirable. But they are perfect for someone on crutches just like me. So I take my seat and I jam out to my music while waiting for my stop. We get about halfway there to my destination when a woman with a gigantic stroller gets on the train. Now, as I said, the entire area was completely devoid of people. She had her choice of any of the spots in that space to park her behemoth stroller wherever she wants. However, none of those places were good enough for her because immediately her eyes fell on me. She actually fit her stroller into one of the vacant spaces, walked over to me, and actually asked me to move so she could sit there. I just stared at her and blinked. I was completely surprised. First of all, I was surprised that a woman from Finland was actually speaking to me on the train. In my entire time living here, it has honestly never happened before. I've had tourists ask me for directions, but outside of drunk people, I've never had anybody from Finland engage me in small talk. I pulled out an earbud and asked her to repeat herself. She gave me an annoyed huff while also assuming that my accent must mean that I don't understand her language. She rolled her eyes and switched to English. She said to me, you need to move so I can sit down. I blinked again and looked around her at the four empty seats across from me, all sitting beside her carriage. I said to her, there are empty seats right over there. But she responded back saying, I want to sit there. Now, I did my time in customer service and I no longer have the patience that I once had. After she made her demands known, I took a second to myself, took a deep breath and finally responded to her. I said, it's good to want things in life, isn't it? I was not having any of her nonsense. I put my earbuds back in and I turned to look out the window. Then she tapped me on the shoulder and I looked back at her again in shock that a person from Finland was willing to put their hands on another person all while being completely sober. She then said to me, you don't understand. Do you not speak English? Mind you, she literally just heard me respond to her in English. It's my first language after all. I responded by saying, 
I understand that there are a bunch of empty seats right there and you're bothering me for mine. You have to move. These seats are for mothers and their babies. I am a mother. I responded calmly by saying, congratulations. But your procreation choices have absolutely no bearing on me or my life. The funniest part about this exchange is that literally right by my head was a sign that had a little image of an old person with a cane, as well as a person with a wheelchair, a pregnant woman, and I bet you guess what the other picture was? A person with a cast on their foot with a crutch. I was actually on the sign. A person with a cast and a crutch. It seemed at this point that she was just incredibly annoyed, because she started to raise her voice as she demanded that I move. She kindly informed me that I could just sit anywhere else. She was now loud enough that a few of the other passengers had taken interest and were watching her. Rather deliberately, I picked up one of my crutches and tapped the handle against the sign right beside my face. I said, this spot is also intended for injured people. As you can see, I'm injured. There are empty seats right next to you. I suggest you take one if you want to sit down, because I am not moving. This lady then starts screaming and saying, but I want to sit there. You have to move for me because I'm a mother. At this point, she just kept saying that over and over and over again, perhaps thinking that the 11th time saying it would somehow be more compelling than the 6th time. I decided to leave her to it and went back to looking out the window, hoping she'd get tired of talking to a brick wall. She did, but rather than take one of the empty seats, she marched up to the driver at the front. Now, I can't even imagine what it is that she said to this driver, but at the next stop, the driver walked back to the back where I was, and it was obvious she was planning on telling me I had to move, but as I came into view, she just looked surprised, then confused, and then incredibly annoyed at this entitled Karen. She walked back up and spoke to the mother. Again, I couldn't hear what they were saying, as they were too far away from me. Whatever she said did not please this entitled Karen as she came back to her stuff and practically threw herself into the fold-down seat. However, in a beautiful display of karma, the seat did not like the force at which she threw herself into it because there was a loud snap of plastic cracking as this lady jumped to her feet in alarm. Just at that moment, the train lurched forward and she was thrown unceremoniously on her motherly backside. And at that point, I couldn't help it. I busted up laughing. I'm not sure if the next stop was actually her stop or she couldn't take me laughing at her, but she grabbed her giga stroller and literally stomped off the train. Sometimes karma really does have your back. This is awesome and this original poster is literally my hero. They stood up for themselves and said, no, I'm not taking this for a second. They quite literally belong in that seat. The sign says so. I mean, this original poster was cold as ice and I'm such a big fan. I love to see stories like this where karma comes through right when it counts. So good for this original poster for standing up for themselves, because the way they were being treated was absolutely unacceptable. I'm convinced that my perfect relationship was built off of lies, and now I don't know what to do. So I'm a 19-year-old female, and I thought I had the perfect relationship up until now. He's everything I want in a man. He's older than me, super successful, good-looking, he's big and strong, and really affectionate. The only real flaws I can think of are that he has a bit of a temper, and sometimes he can be a bit smothering with the amount of affection and attention he wants. But these are very minor things. He never keeps anything for me. I have the passwords to all of his devices, but I am never the type to look through his stuff because I don't really care. But I know that if I did, he wouldn't have a problem with it. He has this one friend that he's really close with. They're almost like brothers and went through really tough times together. Since they're so close, I kind of wanted to see if he said anything about me to him during the beginning of our relationship. I know 
it's really wrong of me and an invasion of his privacy, but I know my boyfriend wouldn't get mad at me for that, and I just thought it would be fun. I swear, I didn't mean any harm from this. I found out a lot. In some of their conversations via text messaging, he would tell his friend about how much he loves me and how he loves me so much, which is what I kind of expected. But when I scrolled up to the very beginning of our relationship, that is when I started to see things that I really did not expect. He was saying stuff like, I need her, which really just kind of seemed harmless, to be honest. Then came the stuff that made me question everything. He would consistently want to know my location, and his friends would help him find me a lot. And a lot of those times, he supposedly would randomly bump into me, and all of these interactions were completely planned out. There was so much more that I don't feel like getting into, and while I still do love him, and this doesn't really change how I feel about him, overall though, I'm kind of scared. I don't know what to do. My parents, my friends, everyone loves him, and they'll be so upset if I leave him, especially my dad, since my dad and him are almost like business partners. What should I do in this situation? The first thing you need to remember is that this is your relationship, not your family, not your friends. This is your relationship. They are not in the one-on-one with this guy. So if for whatever reason you feel like this is a bad sign and you don't feel like you're safe, then you definitely need to reevaluate your relationship with your boyfriend. There's nothing wrong with that. But it is a little scary to me that he, as well as his friends, would basically stalk you just so they could get these interactions going, just so you two could fall in love and be together. That is a little creepy if you ask me. The original poster goes on to say that he's 11 years older than her and that they've been dating officially for four months, but all of these random encounters happened about three months prior to them officially dating. The original poster also goes on to say how they feel so violated and that it just doesn't feel real that he could actually do something like that. She says that she literally could not imagine that the person that she was dating, who she thought was so perfect, would follow her around just to try and catch her for himself. And honestly, if someone did that to me, I would be freaked out as well. So your feelings are completely valid. If you honestly feel freaked out and you feel like this is too much, or if your safety might be compromised in any kind of way, then it's time to take a serious, hard look at this relationship. Because if it's not healthy and you're not safe, then in my opinion, it's time to move on, no matter how perfect things might seem. This next one came from the Am I the Jerk podcast subreddit. Check the links in the description if you'd like to submit your own stories. Am I the Jerk for humiliating my ex-girlfriend in front of her entire family after I discovered that she cheated on me? First, a little bit of context. I am a 27-year-old male and my ex is now 25. This story happened approximately three years ago. We have been long-time friends since the equivalent of high school in my country and when we both graduated, we didn't lose contact. We ended up dating for a year or so before she moved into my apartment since I lived closer to her university. She was still studying when I started my first job as a web developer. I worked mostly from home while she was off at school. Since I was the only one working, I provided for about 80% of the things at home back then. Everything went great for the first six to seven months until I started feeling that something was off or I'd say she felt off. We would spend less time together. We didn't share as much affection as before and she would look more and more irritated. I didn't jump into conclusions at first because she was also preparing exams at that time and I thought her recent behavior was due to a lot of stress building up. She would always leave home and come back at her usual hours so I did not notice anything but I started to realize that she was more and more on her phone barely spending time with me except for dinner. That is when she was not preparing food just for herself. I reached a point where I was really questioning our relationship so I decided to investigate. I feel bad for snooping into someone else 
else's privacy. But today, I don't know where I would be if I didn't breach into her DMs while she was showering just to take a look. And what I saw absolutely destroyed me. She was texting with another guy and the content left me livid. There were scandalous pictures of the both of them, if you know what I mean. There were sweet messages and arrangements to see each other when she was supposed to be studying. I even saw messages of her berating me and calling me terrible names, basically implying that I'm too stupid to ever know that anything's going on. Well, this idiot stayed stunned for a few seconds. I told her in my most normal voice that I was going to go grab something to eat while she was in the bathroom. When I was outside, I called my parents and told them everything. My mom literally cried, and my dad asked if I wanted to spend a day with him and my brother. I took a day off and I went there. I cried for a bit and I saw red, which leads right up to my revenge on my ex. My ex's parents absolutely loved me. Her dad and her got abandoned by her mom when she was younger. He got married with another woman, but still despises everything related to cheating. They sometimes invite us for dinner, and all I had to do was wait for their invitation. In the meantime, I started investigating. I learned more about the guy she was seeing, and he was also in a relationship with another woman. While she was showering, I took screenshots of my ex's DMs and sent them to me, deleting the originals from her phone. I called my dad while she was out and asked him if he could help me with her stuff. There wasn't much to move anyway since the place was mine to begin with. I left him my keys as well as my ex's parents' home address a few days before the invitation. In fact, speaking of the devil, the invitation came in. Everything goes well. I've texted my dad and he packed everything related to my ex. Her clothes, her books, everything. And he put it in his truck. I was waiting for him to text me when he was out in front of their house. When the moment came, I let it all out. I will always remember what I said because I honestly have nightmares over it. I said the following. I'd like to thank you for letting me be a part of your life. You mean a lot to me. And at this point, their faces are bright and they are smiling. I go on to say, I'm sorry to say that this is the last time you'll ever see me here. And at this point, they all look confused. But I say, oh, but don't worry. My soon-to-be ex-girlfriend over here will introduce you to the new man she's been seeing behind my back. And that's when I dropped this guy's name. When my ex heard his name, she turned white, almost transparent. Her parents took a few seconds to realize where I was going, and her dad looked absolutely stunned. My ex tried to speak, but she was tearing up. She tried to start saying, let me explain, but I shut her up with the same calming voice I had, and I said, No need. I sent most of the evidence I had to her dad. The messages and the condescending comments about me. Her dad teared up as I looked at my ex and said, my apartment keys. At first, she refused, but her dad humbled her with a calm, crying, but menacing voice, demanding that she give me back my keys. She protested again about her stuff, which was supposedly still at my place, but I shut her up again, saying that they were outside waiting for her, and that I'm so sorry for being the idiot she described in those text messages because I didn't have anything to pack it up correctly. Her dad had heard enough and asked me to come outside with him. Not gonna lie, I thought he was gonna beat me up. But once we got outside, he cried and hugged me, saying that he was so sorry and that he regrets that I wasn't the one he hoped for his daughter. I told him that he was an amazing person, that if he had any issues, I'd always be around for him. And even to this day, I'm still on good terms with him. I left and when I joined my dad, I heard some screaming in the house 
house. I heard them yelling, stating that she had a week to find a solution to her problems because she's getting kicked out. A day later and I had more than 40 missed calls from my ex-girlfriend. I completely ghosted her and blocked her from everywhere. I heard from her dad that she attended therapy and went to live with her best friend, who apparently blasted me on social media for being a piece of garbage, to which I replied with a screenshot from my ex calling me an idiot. Oh, and remember about the other guy and the fact that he was in a relationship? Yeah, I kind of sent everything to his girlfriend at the time. Not only did she leave him the same day I left my ex, but I've offered her to come over, and we ended up spending some time together, and nowadays we are on good terms. She is still a good friend of mine, and she found a better guy for herself. A few years later, I left my job for a better paying one, and I'm willing to start my own company. I didn't find anyone yet, but I'm focused on my career, so I don't really care. I honestly wanted to let the internet know about my story, since I kind of laugh about it now, but I do still feel a bit guilty for snooping and plotting like I did. I sometimes wish I went through direct confrontation now that my social skills improve gradually, but I need your opinion. Am I the jerk for exposing my ex-girlfriend the way that I did? I think what you did is absolutely brilliant. I can confidently say that the OP is the last person I want to double-cross in any way, shape, or form. They're going to plot against me harder than Light Yagami from freaking Death Note. I mean, the amount of thought and detail and planning that went into this is absolutely incredible. And sure, you could have gone the confrontation route, but the impact this makes on this person's life, even after she cheated on you so flagrantly and under the assumption that you would never figure it out, in my opinion, is so worth it. She was so terrible to you. She was using you for money as well as your home, and she did not care about you. So I don't think there's any problem with exposing her secrets to the entire family. Karma 100% had it coming for her, and in my opinion, she totally deserved this. So no, I don't think you're the jerk, but I do think you might be some kind of supervillain of some kind. But what do you think? Leave a comment down below. Would you ever think of going into this much detail to try and get back at your ex-girlfriend? Let us know down below. My boyfriend wants to keep a spreadsheet of how much I owe him in money, and I honestly don't know how to feel about this. So my boyfriend and I have been together for almost a year, and two months ago, he moved to the other side of the country. We both graduated college last year, and he got a job right out of college, making $200,000 a year. Neither of us have any debt, and he is extremely frugal with how he spends his money. I am currently unemployed, but actively interviewing. Both my grandparents have passed away within the year, and to put it simply, I haven't been okay since. I am not financially well off, and I dislike my situation living at home. My boyfriend is aware of all of this, and is offering to break his current lease to find a place for us to live together. However, he says it's unreasonable to fully support two people at the same time, and that he is happy to split costs evenly and keep a tab on the amount that I would owe, and I can repay it back over time once I get a job. I honestly don't know how to feel about this, though. I'm scared that once I do get a job, I won't make nearly as much, and that it'll end up taking me years just to pay him back. I don't know how to feel about this proposition in general, but I really don't want to continue with my current living situation. I truly do not want to sound entitled here, but this offer kind of scares me. I know the reasonable option is for me to decline and to keep living at home, but I don't know. Maybe this is a good offer and I just don't realize it. What should I do? This would be a simple option if I were in your shoes, because it sounds like your boyfriend is very detail-oriented, which is nice. It's good to have someone in your life who's like that, because you can know for a fact that you can rely on them to get stuff done. In that same vein of thought, it honestly feels like you're setting yourself up to go into debt to this guy. You have only known him for a year, and the option of moving in also comes with this weird expectation that he's going to lord over 
cover you with how much money you owe him. And sure, if you borrow money from somebody, you absolutely should pay it back. But it seems like from my perspective, moving in with him right now will only mean, hey, you're going to owe him money. And I think you have it right. I don't think you're going to land a similar job where you're making $200,000 a year and you can pay him back super easily. If anything, in my honest opinion, this kind of sounds like a disaster waiting to happen. I personally, if I was in your shoes, would not move in with him. Not until I have a job and I can pay my fair share. But I think you can go about this in a way where it's not combative and it's non-confrontational. But I think going into this without any kind of job to have as a backing, if you do end up having some kind of debt with your boyfriend, would be really, really smart in the long run. That way you can pay for yourself and pay for the bills that are allocated to you. If anything, work together with your boyfriend and figure out a good system. Because I would hate to see you spend money that you don't have and for there to be some kind of spreadsheet looming over you from your boyfriend that says, hey, you owe me this much money. I just don't think that's a good idea and I think it's too soon to move in at this point. So wait, get a job and have something under your belt that you can have with you when you do decide to move in. That way you can provide for yourself and have some kind of backing financially. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And the next time you live stream, use the cream of the crop music. Search cream of the stream on Spotify or whatever platform you use for copyright free music to use for your next stream.